Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CHAMPION and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Cocoa Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Good evening and welcome to the Cocoa Express Show Network. I'm your host, Aurelia Lyles, and I am so happy to be back here with you. You know, it's been a long time since I've been with you, but I've been on and off sporadically because I've been trying to, I guess, rediscover and understand exactly what it is my purpose is and how I am best able to um, share my purpose and really live in my purpose as I go further in on this journey. And part of that is by me educating myself and exposing myself to different perspectives, different ways of thinking, different ways of looking at the world itself. And there's so much going on out here in the world right now. You can't help but trying to find a way to figure out how you can maintain yourself and keep your sanity. It's it's unbelievable, but it is what it is. Now, Today's guest is supposed to be Sugar T. Stevens, and she's the first lady of hip-hop. Um, she's a successful entertainer, author, speaker, producer, vision partner, entrepreneur, and she has been able to reinvent herself from going from hip-hop to going to um, being a book author. And in today's society, and nowadays you hear it a lot, that people are really having multiple streams of income and multiple ways of um, pursuing their goals and dreams. And um, I have to tell you that it's so important that you are able to do that. And it's not a matter of remaining relevant. It's a matter of taking that creativity that you've been born with and giving it a full life. I mean, you know, everyone's life has a series of things that go on in it that make them the whole person they are just like your creativity, and that's what she's done. She's created a perfume line, and with that same principle, she's taken that same concept and created a wonderful book called Your Perfume, and it's a woman's guide to help you to help you reinvent yourself and discover your new sense of success. 
Now, I know we could use the Shakespeare Shakespeare saying that a rose is still a rose, um, you know, and Aretha Franklin had a song about a rose. Um, a rose by any other name will still smell as sweet. So we have a scent to ourselves. That's just a personal thing, and we have to figure out how we're going to let that smell um, permeate the atmosphere. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you Sugar Tea so we can have this long conversation about her amazing book and just about her life in general because she has an amazing, interesting story. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. I don't know if you remember we were you were on the show a while back. Yeah, um, how long ago was it? It was, I think, maybe two years, three years ago. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. What, were, and, um, what were we doing? Well, we were talking about your story, you know, at that time. And I think at that time you had the um, you had the, the, the prayer line that you can call in. I did? Oh, okay. I think so, yeah. Line, huh? that, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think, yes. Yeah. That was a while. It was a while. Oh, okay. Well, well, how have you been otherwise? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And you? Oh, I'm. I'm just. I can't complain because you know what? There are people far worse off than me. I'm doing a wonderful thing, <laughs> enjoying life. So. Let's talk a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about Sugar Tea. Most of us, most of us of a certain age know who you are. Um, But some of our listeners who don't know who you are, please share a little bit about yourself. Sure. It's just I'm Sugar Tea, first lady at a click. I'm celebrating, um, today I'm celebrating 16 albums and over 30 years in hip-hop, starting off in hip-hop and Continuing to explore and present multiple talents in music as one of the first generation hip hop female legendaries. <laughs> mm. um, hits like Hurricane, Hurricane, so you can call me Hurricane. Sprinkle me, Captain Save Hello, oh, what did he say? And a whole bunch of others that can. That's amazing. <laughs> Organic listening. Mm-hmm. That's amazing because you you are yes you are one of the pioneers you know and you've made it possible for our up and comings now that are out there doing their thing to be able to um, do what they do. I mean you paved the way for people like Little Kim, so that's a beautiful thing. That's real. Mm-hmm. So now you have reinvented yourself in so many different ways and. Um, what inspires you? What keeps you constantly creating new and different ways to share your talent with the world? Um, well, you know, that's a good question. Um, I think the more challenges in life that I had, the more I never want to get stuck or stupid or put in mm-hmm. a bind to not have anything to work with. And realizing that, um, especially the entertainment business, as well as at one point exploring the corporate world and 
seeing that that was a place that I belonged and um, realizing that it wasn't a definitely wasn't a permanent place. Um, it led me to, you know, to, to basically always try to make sure that I can cover, you know, they say the CYA, cover your ass and mm-hmm. in a position, excuse my language, but, you know, CYA is what they call it, where you, you know, have options <laughs> and mm-hmm. boundaries and in an industry where you depend on everybody, um, pretty much at the end of the day, you depend on fans, you depend on on your support team, you depend on the media, you depend, um, you know, on people to like you, you depend on all these elements, and you never know what could happen. You know, you might offend somebody, you might, you know, they might not like you for no reason. Um, there may be some hating, some blocking, you know. You might do something that people are not happy with and they don't want to support you. So I've been in all those different predicaments, and that's what always made me, you know, produce other things and try to gain control where, you know, I didn't put myself in the bind to be stuck on stupid because that wasn't a comfortable feeling when I did feel that way. Mm, mm. I feel you on that one. I understand exactly what you mean. And, um. Like you said, you, re, you know, you were able to, I guess you call it a shift in gear, switch gears when it was necessary, and that's how your book, your perfume, that's how that was born out of your ability to make the necessary adapt adaptations to different scenarios. Absolutely, um, you know, when you when you reinvent yourself, you know, it, it sounds easy and it sounds great and. It sounds innovative, but with that, you know, just like you asked earlier, which was a great question, you know, the root of it sometimes is fear, and the root of it sometimes is trying to get, you know, get yourself uh, some cover, you know, so that you could survive or you could reposition, you know, in the midst of wherever you may have, have been left off at. And so at one point I walked away from the entertainment industry um, to fulfill a purpose-driven walk, uh, making sure that music wasn't my only place I was supposed to be after a 12-year long run. Um, Since 1984, I think I slowed down my run in uh, 2000. So that was a long 16 years of the music entertainment industry, and 12 years of it was banging. It was it was big. It was, you know, a lot of strength and a lot of um, leverage and a lot of body, large body of work that I had presented through my solo acts, uh, some released, some unreleased, as well as my group acts um, with the click. And um, in laying a lot of ground like that and being successful, most people don't walk away <laughs> from a successful mm-hmm. career. <laughs> but with success came, you know, came, came fight. It came... You know, they say the bigger the level, the bigger the devil. It came, yes. you know, a lot of adversity, you know, um, because not only um, was I dealing with music and entertainment, but I was dealing with real life. You know, I was a young mother making, you know, I made decisions that might not have always been the best decisions, made a lot of good decisions, made a lot of bad decisions, and just made decisions, decisions that mm-hmm. based on knowledge and all that I knew, you know, which, you know, as you know, the more knowledge you have, the better decisions you can make because you have more data to work with on making the best choice. But being younger 
you know, of course, there's going to be, you know, places where you are might not have as much knowledge, and you're going to make just a choice, you know, and some mm-hmm. people will consider yeah. that a bad choice, you know what I mean? Some people, mm-hmm. you know, that, that don't get it or just, you know, don't have enough um, ability <laughs> and insight um, or forget where they come from, they'll call it a bad choice, but a lot of times it's just a choice. Because mm-hmm. that's all you knew in order to make that good choice, uh, in order to make that choice. But of course, with the consequences from choices, it brought pain. You know, it brought mm-hmm. brokenness. It brought you know people being disloyal. It brought judgment. It brought abuse. It brought all kind of you know. Uh, I walked a whole bunch of paths. You know, in those years that got me to a place of just really feeling configured and that I needed more. Um, I didn't want to just be stuck in hip-hop. I didn't want to only say, go write a rap. I wanted to get out of the box and do more than just write a rap and be on stage. I wanted to be known for more than that. And because of, you know, the roots of being raised by a grandfather who was a pastor and a grandmother who was a pastor's, you know, mother, state mother, you know, I was given, you know, a purpose-driven understanding as a culture coming into life. You know what I'm saying? So yes. it's stuck in my roots, in my soul, that mm-hmm. there has to be more than just me getting on stage rapping and talking about sex, money, alcohol, or drugs, and violence all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And as I grew with different messaging, you know, um, and grew and matured and realized there was a lot more to life than just that, <laughs> I kind of felt like I needed to kind of pull back and maybe put some other priorities in front. You know, continue with my craft, continue working on on it and becoming a better and better writer. Um, But I didn't just write uh, rap. I wrote songs, gospel, R&B, rhythm and soul, blues, you know, jazz, EDM, and walked away from hip-hop being my mainstay for a couple of years and ended up, you know, wanting to touch my root. (laughs) So I put out a gospel album. And my soul felt connected to the leadership that I needed, which was spiritual guidance and spiritual leadership, um, because the leadership that was around me was very limited, being that they were young and, you know, limited to the knowledge and leadership skills that they had. So I, you know, I reached out and, and wanted more. And when I reached out in my soul, I got more, and I decided to go serve at my grandfather's church, you know, and work with the kids. And my grandfather had a rehabilitation center as well, and he always worked with, you know, needy needy um, populations of reentry, you know, of drug addiction, and different types of of, uh, of different types of, of populations that needed help besides just they just coming to church to you know to get God, but you know he dealt with the root of their issues alongside of this, their spiritual walk. So I liked him. I liked what he did, you know, and I and, and I, it was it just was embedded in me to want to help people. <laughs> and being that walking away and wanting to do gospel and wanting to be more spiritually, um, you know, mature and then wanting to and basically walking in purpose to really see what God wanted me to do. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, he made me. So let me make sure that this is what he wants me to do. And um, and so lining up in that way, it it kind of it kind of um, it kind of was a vehicle for me to in a seg a segue to to want to be more personally developed, 
And then mm-hmm. from there, I was like, you know what, this is kind of cool. I'm feeling a lot better, you know, my brokenness. I'm kind of having a better understanding of what pain is and how, you know, how to use this as an experience versus as, you know, coming out bitter and ignorant, you know, coming out more knowledgeable and wiser and stronger is what it, what it, it brought about for me. And, um, and it was like I was so awoken with information and then, of course, realizing that, wow, the spiritual walk might be healthy, you know, a lot more healthier for me, and not because it's religious, it's just because I'm woke, <laughs> you know, and I'm mm-hmm. touched and I can see, you know, and it feels good. I'm not so lost, you know, so it was like a knowledge base for me. Then after personally be- developing, I decided to want to do some professional development. So that's where mm-hmm. I started, you know, went back to school and um, and got a degree, Um um, because of an experience that I had, it it motivated me to get a degree, you know, just in case. Uh, so there was no excuses of why there's a certain amount of discriminative activities that can go on. And I did. I wanted to beat the odds and say I'm not just going to be known as a rapper that just can rap and say raps, but I want to be known as a smart rapper <laughs> that mm-hmm. you know that can <laughs> that can have a degree and learn some other tools to bring, and not just because of the branding of my presence, but as a mother, you know, I was a 16-year-old mother, so therefore my children had become, you know, almost teenagers at that time, and it made sense to stick around them a little bit more and make sure that I was in their life and there was no excuse for them to turn a different direction Um, and then say, oh, you weren't here. Yes, you got millions of dollars, you know, you got a whole lot, but I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I didn't want to live with that guilt. So all these layers, you know, enlightened me, enlightened me. And after Mm -hmm. the professional development pieces, getting a degree, that was a latter piece that I wanted to add to what I already was doing. I was brought into the game as an executive producer, so I knew how to run the operations of a machine in a business. So I just kind of practiced what I was doing and kept my business, you know, skills, in place alongside of the other things that I wanted to try. And I always worked some kind of a twist where there was an entrepreneurial endeavor, you know, that added money and income and helped me sustain, you know, as I figured out which way I was going to go in the midst of reinventing my brand. So (laughs) with all of this, you know, going back to school to get a master's degree, to get a bachelor's degree, to get an AA you know, um, in a variety of, I, I just kind of got into a knowledge base. I loved learning things. And mm-hmm. to me, music was so second nature. I can make a hit in a second. You know what I mean? A hit is what you pay for to get heard at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I had a million of those. But it was always, which one do I really want to invest in that I'm going to feel comfortable with sitting on and having to represent this for a long time? Like, the ones that are out now on the radio that never comes off the radio. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hurricane, Captain Sabo, Sugar Daddy, and just a whole lot. So in no way am I ashamed of that, but at the same time, there's so much new <laughs> newness that I have and that I was bringing. I, I kind of took my time, and I kept recording and putting out music in between, but I did a variety of types of music. So, of course, with that, you get beat up, you get talked about, you get thrown under the bus, you get looked as if that you're not relevant, um, you know, people don't see you in your same circle, so they just assume that maybe you're either not interested or that person don't 
support you or, you know, you're not working hard enough or you're not concerned about, the, the you know, keeping your brand going, you know, you get a lot of backlash. And then, of course, personally, you deal with those elements, you know, so, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you're not making that kind of money no more, you know, and so you can have a child that, you know, wants more, you know, or, you know, I didn't have that much of a problem, thank God, but as, but as, but it, those are things that can come along, you know, with the parenting. Then you, of course, you, you downgraded. So now people would look down on you. They think you stupid. They think you slow. They think you don't know what's going on. They always got an answer for you, you know, without even listening to you and knowing what your, where your mind is. You're at total mm-hmm. peace, but, you know, you just kind of pull back from your main movement and, you know, and your consent, but you, you figured it out along the way and eventually you get it. So, through the book, your perfume book, just kind of mm-hmm. hints for us, giving a, you know, a, a brief summary of my life within those years where I mm-hmm. chose to pull back from 2000 and to 2010. Um, I had to deal with all of those pieces of sprinkle of tips of how to navigate through challenging times, mm-hmm. and realized how to handle those and how to navigate through them in a healthy manner. Um, and felt that not only, you know, it, it was it helping me at, the, at that time and, and the outcome and understanding, but it's great to go back and revert back to it, you know, because, you know, scars and bruises could be open at any given moment. And so being that I enjoy the element of being able to help transform lives and, you know, help people explore what they could become and being that I was exposed to most, you know, um, that most people, um, you know, these tools in this book uh, definitely, I felt, can help someone sustain, you know, this during this transition, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's how I got <laughs> got those tips. <laughs> and, oh, great! <laughs> yes. yes, I mean and, the book is amazing. You know, um, I. I have to tell you that I went through the book and I kind of, because I have a morning ritual and I kind of incorporated it into my morning ritual of meditation. And, um, you know, as a woman, as, as women, we endure so much and we are so silent about so much. And a book like this is really good because you kind of like say it, you say it, you don't cut corners and you don't try to be, you know, Oh, well, maybe you just say it because, like, you talk about dysfunctional behavior. Um, You talk about the power of people and relationships. You talk about, you know, manage your emotions. Don't be jealous of others. These are all things that are very important when you are trying to not only just be successful but just live um, in society amongst other people. And, you know, to have these Little things, tidbits of, um, I guess you call them sprinkles? Sprinkle <laughs> yes, tips? Sprinkle tips. <laughs> yes. yes. Sprinkle yeah. tips is really good because, you know, you can open up the book and you can say, you know, okay, manage time, plan, and don't let time manage you. And as a, you know, as a mother, as a woman, you know, we have a tendency of let time manage us because we're so busy with priorities of other people that we're trying to take care of that we forget to manage time for ourselves. And, you know, it's 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 just really 
it's a really good book, and I'm I'm really glad that you kind of took the time out to lay it out the way it is. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thanks for taking the time to read it. Um, of course, I really do. <laughs> Um, I figured, you know, you you might not always be able to get to everybody through music, so I figured mm-hmm. if we could just leave tools. Many times I read, like, books that help me, um, mm-hmm. you know, through my transitional stage of reinventing my brand and all that I had to endure, um, you know, from domestic violence to abuse to dysfunctional elements that came out of people that I never thought was, you know, was even present to um, being left behind, to being judged, to, you know, just a whole group of people changing on you that you thought, you know, cared about you and basically would just leave you on the ground because they don't get it. Um, it was really um, healthy for me to read different books um, to keep me encouraged. And so I would read books like Ayanla Van Zandt. Um, one of her books was, um, it was Value in the Valley. Um, when I was in school, I was yes. in a kind of a abusive relationship, and you know, the lady, my one of my teachers, just a beautiful lady, she said, um, she she got me a book called uh, In the Meanwhile by Yana Van Zandt, and she gave it to me. And then one time I was in a um, in a gym, <laughs> and the gym was uh, 24 hour fitness, and uh, we ended up I was on a treadmill working out. And I seen this book there when I got there, and I, I, I kept it there, and I started reading it while I was on there. And I was like, I wonder if somebody's going to come get this. But what got my attention was when it said, why am I here? <laughs> mm. and, I was, and I was in that state of mind, like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I just walked away from this, this music. And, you know, I'm trying to, you know, try these different genres and, you know, I don't want to say the same thing I said, you know, coming in because I just don't feel like I have to keep talking about the same thing. And I'm Mm -hmm. not comfortable with talking about sex, money, alcohol and drugs all the time because it's just Mm -hmm. so much more to me, so much more in life and so much more people could benefit from and still have a good time. So it was very challenging, um, you know, and I had like a whole bunch of music that I had recorded that was unreleased. And in between that time, you know, I said, okay, I got to keep something in the circulation. Let me just put something old together and call it a return of something. And so I ended up doing that. But in the midst of it, I got a confirmation of truth in this book (laughs) by Mm -hmm. uh, Rick Warren. It was a purpose-driven life. You know, what am I here for? Mm -hmm. And, um, And it really, you know, like, it really hit me in shape. And I was just like, wow. Um, from that, it was um, a beautiful thing because there was other books that came along the way, like Emotional Intelligence. Um, and I, you know, I think I put that in the perfume book, you know, because it was really a, an emotional time for me because of, you know, how the people that I really was emotional for and loved, how they did not get me <laughs> and mm-hmm. wasn't trying to get me. <laughs> they weren't trying to understand. They just was kind of stuck in their ways. And, it was pretty hurtful, you know, because I mm-hmm. thought that, you know, they loved me and would think different, but their mindsets were totally opposite of what I thought. So it really emotionally hit me in the gut. And so that helped balance me out so that I can get some things, you know, accomplished around these people and get away from them, basically. Um, and so bottom line is, so I knew that book, the book, writing this book, you know, my goal is that every woman um, 
can can really benefit from this book and be able to, you know, get in it when they need to and just remind themselves. And I made the soundtrack to go with it because, you know, as you know, during reinventing yourself, you know, you see the good, the bad, and the ugly. So there were some victories, you know, throughout the years as well. A lot of give back. Um, great opportunities. Um, you know, different situations that came in between it. So I figured by putting the, the soundtrack with the book, um, the soundtrack represents working it. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times people would always come to me in the midst of my transition because a lot of times I didn't have everything that I needed. You know what I mean? So yes. I just kind of worked through what I had, you know, until I got to what I was trying to get to. But it was very difficult for those who looked from the outside because they didn't have enough sense to talk to me about it. They judged me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, I'm working it, though. You know, y'all couldn't do it if y'all didn't have it. You know, at least I'm working it. I'm doing something with it, you know, versus nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so the single from my soundtrack is called, uh, the soundtrack actually is called Work It. And the first single I chose to be a hip-hop single um, and it's called work. And so mm-hmm. that's what it's all about, you know, is, you know, uh, encouraging people to do to, to do your thing, do you, you know, and it has a, a very, you know, heavy, heavy but hip message and delivery that I'm very proud of. Um, and at the same time, it's, it's an area to enlighten the new, the new generation of not mm-hmm. only media, but the new generation in general. To let them know mm-hmm. that, you know, that we who have been around for a long time, you know, we can't reinvent our brand and we don't have to quit and retire because the going thing is if you're, you know, after 25 and you're a female rapper, you know, your career is basically over, you mm-hmm. know, unless a man, mm-hmm. unless a man endorse you, you know, oh, um, okay. you know, or you are <laughs> acting out as a 20 year old, you know, continuously. Mm-hmm. And so I love the work song because it allowed me, you know, to meet that that, that line and, and have that balance mm-hmm. and do what, you know, where it can relate to everybody, to the everyday nine to five, to the, you know, upper chalant, you know, to the entrepreneurs, you know, to the innovative people and just really, you know, hit them in the gut with something that they can relate to and rock to at the same time. And then I have other tracks on the soundtrack that are kind of, you know, there's some singing of R&B, of blues, of gospel, of um, of um, of a couple of other hip-hop messages, one who, who tells my story and, you know, other messaging of inspiration and empowerment to others. Um, so I really like the soundtrack because the soundtrack represents that walk that I came up with all these tips, you know, from throughout my reinvented stage that I think can really be valuable to people and at the same time represent, you know, what I'm about, you know, without being boxed in. You know what I mean? Yes, indeed. I sure do. I mean, you know, we, you could have easily gotten pigeonholed into one particular spot and not been able to move out. And the fact that you were able to, um, I guess, Go outside the the box, you know, think outside the box and step outside the box and color outside the lines, you know, with your life is a testament of what we can do with ours. And, I mean, you know, a lot of people, they talk to talk, but they don't walk the walk. But you are walking the walk by um, the different places where we can find you. 
So we can find you in the bookstore. We can find you in the um, the record store. We can find you in the perfume counter. We can find you, um, you know, as a personal speaker. So we can find you everywhere. So that just states that we just don't have to be stuck one place. We can be many places and share the message in that same manner. Now, do you find it difficult for you to have yourself spread or you like having yourself spread out in this particular manner? You know, um, it is definitely in this particular manner, I think this might be the easiest ever. <laughs> oh, really? Because, yes, because I would I would sometimes, you know, do one of my businesses I would concentrate more on at one point and maybe the song, the music might not, you know, be as present, you know, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, or the opposite. So the balance, you know, because people, are, uh, unfortunately, sometimes they're so one-dimensional one because they don't understand mm-hmm. or because that's, what, you know, that's all they know, um, they'll automatically think, oh, my gosh, she has a book now because so she don't sing no more, you know, or rap mm-hmm. no more, or she's rapping and that's all she's doing, you know. So this you know, basically make me be able to put all of me in one, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, look, this is a soundtrack. This is real. You guys want to keep it real? This is what really is. One person can't always have the same message and be that one way. I just can't mm-hmm. ever see anybody in the entertainment industry that says they're keeping it real and only carry one message all the time. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's very unhealthy to not have a balance if that's all you do. So, I feel balanced by having all of me, you know, on this soundtrack with different presentations, different, you know, type of, of messaging, victorious, testimonial, um, hype, pumped, you know, Trump, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. turned up, turned down, you know, inspirational, storytelling, um, in all these different, you know, genres. So I feel that it, it helps, it, it really just resonates my soul in, in, in a peaceful manner. Um, mm-hmm. And then with the perfume, being that, you know, the way that I addressed perfume, when I found my perfume line, you know, it was like, ish, that's what showed me that I didn't only have to do music, you know. Mm-hmm. It actually showed me that I could actually be a production company like I am and produce product lines and literally, you know, put them out and not only eventually produce them for myself, but I could produce them for other entities, you know. Um, which mm-hmm. I do, and that I didn't have to just stop the perfume, but just the beauty and cosmetics element, period, um, mm-hmm. that I actually, you know, conquered being able to be a production company and make it work. And so that gave me some more weight and tools to work with And um, besides just music um, because at the time, you know, I didn't always want, I was exploring, you know, I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to just only do one genre. I'm like, let me go play with some blues. This is fun. Oh, I want to go be your way. You know, <laughs> let me go here and let me get, let me get into church. Let me do some gospel. Let me get with my roots. This is where it all started from, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, let me give, give some time to God. Like, you know, the blessing that he gave to me, you know, to be able to become famous and to be able to be successful and be a legendary, you know, historical, you know, um, element in society. Um, and then, you know, let me let me go over here and let me enjoy some jazz after listening to, you know, my father plan and plan it, you know, through the years. And it just, um, at the time, I wanted to enjoy multiple, you know, arenas and 
um, and enjoy all the sides of me. And so that I didn't want to just pass away and be known as only, oh, she just, you know, made a rap song. She was a rapper. You know, mm-hmm. Sugar T, she was just a rapper. You know that rapper, Sugar T, the rapper. You know, the rapper and the rapper and the rapper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. they have a real conversation, and it's like, oh, no, uh-huh. no, 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 you don't, you don't get it, Sugar T. You can't relate. You're a rapper. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that didn't uh, <laughs> <laughs> sit well with me, sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not at all, you know. So it's like, no, I like real people. I'm not, I'm a real mm-hmm. person. I, I don't, I love being a star, you know, for a temporary moment to be, you know, to bring the professional element out that your fan base and people are looking for. But I love people and I like, I like being able to connect and, you know, connect with the reality and things that are are, are real. You know what I mean? I don't want to just sit on the hill and get away from reality. So I felt that, you know, by having, you know, the perfume line, it gave me a chance to figure out, you know, what did I want to do? And it gave me the flexibility besides only, you know, relying on music. And I feel mm-hmm. like I found my sense because I also created the line to help women. Um, and I predominantly focus on the domestic violence victims as well as eventually, you know, young women in general who were in transition in different populations, reentry, trafficking, um, and, you know, and transitional welfare recipients and others who were really in need of being able to have some successful independence as well as being healed, you know, by the pain that they um, experience through their life and, you know, helping them reinvent themselves through that transitional period and understand them and love on them through it versus beat on them through it because I don't understand, you know. So I was able to go back to my roots even there. I was on welfare, you know, when I first came, you know, as a mother, um, you know, I understand reentry. I've been to jail before, <laughs> you know, I get the trafficking element, you know, I've, I haven't had a chance in my personal experience, but I've been able to be around those, you know, who walk that walk and, you know, and I get, you know, the whole form of foster youth, you know, element because I was a foster sister. So I went after the places that I, I knew about, and I wanted to, you know, to support them and become somebody that could help sow a seed in their life and give them their second chance, you know, just by providing them with tools and support. And one of the first places was to have them a, a, a replacement of barriers, some income. And the income, is whether it's a supplemental income, you know, or a base income, I started the fragrance line to be like a Mary Kay. But then it became kind of tedious, <laughs> um, and it, you know, became too much because it allowed me to have to only focus on that. And as I was still building my presence and, you know, limited funding and things of that nature, um, I felt like it was a little too much. And then, and I wanted them to have a fair chance of being coached and taught how to, you know, be the best at what they be. And there was only so much that I could give, you know, and only so much I could manage. Mm-hmm. So. Instead, I created the product line to, you know, to just connect with personalities and be an empowerment fragrance collection that, you know, just gives proceeds, you know, towards different um, populations and then to provide training of entrepreneurship training um, to those who are in, in transition so that um, it could be another another um, benefit that they could add to their life to make extra money, you know, or just at least to explore their gifts. I have to tell you that is a lot for for that's a lot, and the simple fact that you didn't 
make your money and then just go slip away and spend it. It speaks volumes to who you are as a person. Um, you decided to turn around and give back. And the way that you're giving back and the women that are benefiting from your generosity are truly blessed. And, you know, you are blessed and you're being a blessing to others. And that's, that's important because I was always under the understanding that the object of this whole life that we're living is to help somebody. And you get that. And I really appreciate the fact that you get that. But how do you manage to take care of you? How do you keep yourself um, in check, in line, and whole? Yes, that's a good good question. Well, you know, I I think I have a pretty good um, support system now. It, it took a minute, but I've really been blessed to have, you know, great partnerships around me. Um, and over the years, um, I've kind of collected a, a whole new family of people who, who are the same as me, <laughs> who are, who's the same as us. <laughs> you know, they, they're they okay. literally purpose-driven. They're, you know, their calculation is of social interest, social entrepreneurs, you know, change and innovation, social justice, you know, cause-related, um, and serious about it. So um, so I think that as long as, I'm, as long as I'm helping someone, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. and giving something back, I feel like I'm doing my duty here on Earth. Um, All right. So that, that helps take care of me. Um, I have my limits. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, I did it one time. I seen a dog on the street. You know, he was limping. He had a little cast on his foot. He was a little chihuahua. <laughs> I picked him up, put him in my car, tried to be a savior. And I was on my way to a meeting What I did it. I didn't even think about the fact that I had to go to a meeting. Um, that I was, and I just pulled over and got the chihuahua so he wouldn't get hit because we had a family of chihuahuas that we've raised over the past 25, 30 years. Man, I got that chihuahua in my car. And I had to call my cousin to meet me and bring her, her kids to sit in the car with the dog while I was at the meeting because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> at the meeting. By the time I got back in that car, it smelled so bad, you know, because I guess his his hand was leaking. And I almost threw up. I had forgot I had a weak stomach, you know. Um, <laughs> and eventually oh, I had to my. run around with my nose stuffed up. And I took him finally to a VA home where there was a place where they take in the dogs, and 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 they were telling me to take him to get him, you know, to a dump to the dog pound. And if somebody didn't pick him up in a day, they was gonna kill him. And I'm like, no, that's not what I saved him for. So I, I lied. Uh, creatively got I creatively got him into a VA hospital. Um, that was in a different city, but they said as long as we found them in that city, that they would take them and they would keep mm-hmm. them and find them a home after they fix them. And so oh, I nice. got them a home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Way off track. <laughs> right? Oh, so yes, I, it did. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not, so I said I can't do that anymore, you know. So I, I mm-hmm. have learned my limits. Um, you know, I don't, I don't break my neck and kill myself trying to do it, but I found different mm-hmm. ways. I'm a social entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. I provide services as a business. I have an online school, um, Sprinkle Me School of Music and Vision Online. And so I give scholarships out, you know, um, of different uh, enrichment, coaching, development, and exploration school. And so nice. um, 
Yeah, it's kind of cool because it allows me to give people scholarships, you know, that are in need. So I find different ways that I could share. Um, Right now I'm really focusing on my music message and making sure Mm -hmm. that I keep a presence and a foot in the game because I think it's very important, you know, for a mature voice, (laughs) you know, that could still relate to the youth. (laughs) to be out here in hip hop but (laughs) and so I (laughs) I believe that that's a part of our calling Um, just the Mm -hmm. fact that you know that I'm still you know youthful and young looking and could still sound Mm -hmm. like a kid still can rap like a kid Um, you know just not very happy to just only talk about sex money alcohol and drugs Um, Mm -hmm. that's not my aim Um, so I feel that I'm fighting at this point for the ageism um, and the bullying, you know, in hip hop, yes. whereas mm-hmm. they're trying to put out a stigma that if you're over 25, you know, now you washed up and you don't have any business rapping, you're supposed to just go commercial, you know, and mm-hmm. and get mature and get on out the way and let another youngster come in. I'm totally against that. I think that's the worst mm-hmm. mindset that they have tried to condition um, you know, throughout the community, throughout the world, and throughout the industry. And so I'm standing up for us older women who are mature, who are just as savvy as well as talented, you know, as the young ladies for us who have basically, you know, seasoned interest in the game and, yeah. you know, encouraging, you know, them not to stop, you know, mm-hmm. encouraging people don't retire, you know, if you retire, you know, you know, start a business. Don't just stop because, you know, don't go the business as usual. So that's kind of my focus is just hitting people on a wider scale, the more commercial scale, you know, bringing information, but at the same time bringing the music and keeping that stake in the, in the movement. Excellent. Now, how can people follow you and find out more about um, the uh, initiatives that you have in place? And how can they find out more about your school as well? Um, you can always go to um, anyone's listening. You can go to sugar-t.com, and that is my enterprise in my world. So you can go through it, and you will find the school and all the other enterprise en- endeavors that are of interest um, without a problem. You can find the book on Amazon, um, the book Your Perfume. You can also find the Boss Up book, which is the entrepreneurship empowerment book, Um that uh, gives you an exploration guide that can also, you know, provide you with tools and principles of entrepreneurship as well as empowerment and motivation and insight on how powerful it can be for your life, you know, here um, on earth as you are, uh, you know, continuing your journey here for a short time. Um, So, again, it's called Boss Up Baby. It's on Amazon. And the Your Perfume is available now um, on Amazon as well uh, for pre-order in a Kindle, as well as in a hard book. And you will shortly be able to um, find out about, pick up the soundtrack, uh, work, work, work it, and look for the single work um, shortly in the video soon to be released. And if you follow Sugar Tea Official YouTube, again, Sugar-Tea Official YouTube, then um, you can definitely uh, be able to follow the subscription and you'll see things that are released regularly on the video and various uh, media, um, creative media pieces that I put out there. You can follow me on Instagram and YouTube, um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sugar-T as well. And you can see my calendar on the website of where I'm at and where I'm performing and speaking and doing different types of events. 
Oh, boy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Now, I want to ask you. We are always talking about, you know, not, well, following our dreams and not trying to follow somebody else's dreams and stay on your own path and journey. I wanted to ask you, what words of wisdom can you sprinkle on our listeners? Well, you know, um, hmm. So, um, for general, I guess I can I can come with a, a general, a general um, that reaches just you wherever you are. Um, basic principles, because each situation is an individual, you know, custom, customized element. Um, based on where you are and where you're trying to go <laughs> and what you have to go there, you know, and what you don't have to go there. And so um, so in this, just remember, you know, healthy relationships are very important, knowing the difference between them um, because, you know, relationships is help keep us going. Um, and when you have the right relationships, um, privileges and opportunities come through these areas. Um, because they respect and appreciate, you know, what you're offering, and they may also have an interest in the same thing and being on the same accord with you and want to help, you know, um, push your dream or support your dream or at least just encourage you and be that one person that believes in you. Um, So that's one. And two, two, um, be real, you know, respect the game, you know what I'm saying? Always pay homage and be respectful to those who came with you. There is no there is no comparison to experience, you know, over money. Even people who got a lot of money does not mean that they're as wise as those who have experience. Um, we tend to look at people's pocketbooks to respect them. Um, and I think that that is where we go wrong at because um, – that could stagnate you as well as trick you um, into not paying attention to those around you that may not appear to have a lot of money or may not actually have a lot of money but may have a lot of wisdom and experience that could help you get a lot of money or maintain success or even just be healthy, you know, or just emotionally, you know, supportive to you um, or share some resources or know somebody. So, that is a big deal because through the years, you know, everybody's blinging and everybody's shining and, you know, everybody's following because everyone's talking big money and this and that. When you, you get messages of in songs and, and on television and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, don't get caught up in that um, because that's what will stagnate you. And that's also um, a very unhealthy element um, to live by. And then the third, and, and this will be it, <laughs> um, Okay. To to have you know yearn for balance and make sure whatever it is that it's your calling. Don't just do it because somebody else doing it. Don't just do it because you see it looks easy or because you can do it. Because you might could do it. And I know a lot of people out here they want to rap and sing and act, and pretty much anybody can do that. All you gotta do is practice. You know, and eventually you'll get it. So, but the key is, is that your calling? Is that what you're supposed to actually do here on earth? When you're out of your calling, unfortunately, you miss out on your on things that are in your calling 
that can give you peace and that you can benefit from, um, as well as, you know, you're holding up a space that might not be as healthy for you in your outcome because you are just somewhere you, you shouldn't be. So be able to be open and balanced about, you know, whether something is temporary, long-term, whether it's something you're exploring, do you stick with it? You know, do you quit your day job versus something that's more long-term and, you know, that maybe something that could be valuable to your life and bring you peace and joy and success and you can play with the other stuff on the side. And the last tip is you can get them out the book, Your Perfume, and, and get more navigating tools of challenging times because with reinvention will come challenging times. And so this could really help you position yourself better and come out with a healthy um, sweet sense of success, you know, versus a, a, a sour sense of success. All right. Thank you so much. I mean, I really, I mean, I really enjoyed this conversation that we had. You shared so much information. And a lot of the things that you said kind of um, tie in with this, what we about on the radio show. So I'm really glad we had this time together. And thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope that you'll be able to come back and join us again soon. Yes, thank you. I really appreciate you. And thank you for reading my book. I hope you give me a of good review. Yes. yes. And I hope it continues to inspire you. Um, I really appreciate you. (laughs) Okay. So you have a good evening, and thank you again. And I want to thank Angela Ellerby for making this happen. Okay, um, for sure. And I'd love to send you any drops that you need and make sure that you get music. Oh, you got it. Great. That would be excellent. (laughs) I I love it. So you have a good evening. And um, to all of my listeners, this is you know, this is an amazing opportunity. I hope you really take to heart what she said, as well as get the book because it's a very interesting, easy read. It's not a really hard book to digest as far as reading, but the information is so impactful, and you will feel full once you've completed the book. So all I can say is just get the book. Thank you. You're welcome. So have, <laughs> yes. So have a great Bye-bye. night, okay? Okay. Okay, you as well. Thank you. Thanks. Peace. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Now, to all my listeners out there, we always have this amazing thing that we do at the end. And she took it to a next level for us. She really just laid it out there for you. What I've been saying all along, I've been doing this radio show for nine years. And no, it's been longer than nine years. But what I wanted to say to you is, it's real. Do what is what you're called to do. Don't stray from it. Don't try to get on somebody else's bandwagon because what's for them is for them. It's not for you. And while you're doing that, also try to maintain you because you're important. So you need to take care of yourself. You need to mind how you think. You need to mind who you communicate with, who you associate with. You need to mind what you eat. You need you need to mind how much rest you get. All those things are important because you have to sustain yourself. And we're in it for the long haul. We're not in it for a short run. And we want to make sure on this journey that we're on in this life that we do it and be the best we can while we're being and doing. So on that note, I'm going to leave you. Have an amazing, amazing, amazing evening. And I will be back to you with another book um, that I'm reading because on this show, although June is Black History Month. On this show, June is Summer Reading Month. That's how we begin. Take care. Be well. God bless.
content, visit us at thecocoexpressshow.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Facebook. I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride.